Iowa State game to talk about. And it's Texas Hate Week, y'all, here on the Sooner or Later Sports Show. I'm your host, Gay. Thank y'all for pulling up here on uh, the YouTube channel as well as listening wherever podcasts are uh, downloaded and uh, listened to while you're here. Please like, subscribe, rate, review. Give us five stars if you don't think we deserve it. Go ahead and give us five anyway. And uh, yeah, we appreciate y'all gifting it. So we've got Coop. We got Chris. We're going to dive into the Iowa State game. We're going to talk about our likes, dislikes, and honestly, there's a lot of positives that came out of that game. We're going to dive into recruiting. We know some recruits were on campus. They took some pictures. We're going to definitely ride and talk about how excited we are about some of them. And heck, maybe we may unveil if there was like some commitments or something. We'll figure that out pretty soon. And then we'll wrap things up because it's Texas hate week, y'all. It's Texas hate week. We gonna hate Texas. I want to hate Texas all day long, guys. It's Texas. Let's hate them because why? They're Texas. Let's bring the collective in like we always do. Gentlemen, happy Sunday. How are you? Horns down. Hey, I got to say one thing. My, my welcome, Chris, any day where I get to be with you anywhere is a win. <laughs> but you know what? That Texas. Screw yeah. them. Whatever the words you need to use. Guys, this is where it is. And, I mean, I've got lots on this. But you know what, Chris? You threw it first. It's, uh, it's there. It's there. Why? Because... Nobody gives a damn about you all. Nobody gives a damn. Outside of that state, nobody gives a shit about you all. So that's what I say. Yeah. Chris, man, how you feeling, man? It's man. Sunday. It's the day, it's the morning after. I mean evening after. How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. God bless. God bless, man. It, it, it feels good to say that we're five and oh. I dream I dreamt about this so many times, man. It's good to be five and oh. I used to dream for days like this and times like this. I feel like Meek Mill right now, man. That's what I'm talking about. Soon as went out there and cooked these boys, we we did what we were supposed to do. We took care of business, and I'm gonna open it up. We're gonna jump right into the game itself. We're not gonna we're not gonna uh, you know we're not gonna hide the lead or anything. We're gonna dive in. So first and foremost, I want to talk about this. Fifty to twenty, we won this game. Fifty to twenty, we beat Iowa State by thirty points. Did you all know in the Matt Campbell era, which is what six seasons now? Only two teams had scored 50 points, put a 50-burger on his head. Us and TCU. That's it. That's First it. First time. First time That's since it. 2015. First time. First time since 2015. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know what y'all know. We got a defense, and so let me explain what I mean. We're going to start on defense first, and I'm going to pass it around the collective on this. But I want to start off with this, though. For the first 21 minutes... We all had PTSD. It felt like back in the day. It felt like the old story that we're so used to. The defense just forgot how to play the game. And for 21 minutes, we gave up 259 yards. Two big touchdowns. We just forgot how to play the game. And I'm going to tell you why we did that real quick. I blame it 100%. 100% on Billy Bowman's pick six. This is why I say that. When Billy Bowman got that pick six on the first drive, you know what that defense did? They said, oh, Iowa State sucks. We're going to go ahead and take some of that, that rat poison. Mm-hmm. All them, 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 them articles telling us how great we are on defense. All those rankings showing us that we're in the top ten. 
We're in the top five. We're the only team in top five scoring offense and defense. We're going to eat up all of that. And we're going to just pretend like Iowa State ain't there. And guess what happened? Iowa State took advantage. Like, oh, they're not even really paying attention. We're going to go after them. So they started adjusting. They started going, you know, misalignments and stuff. And the defense starts to be like, oh, wait, they're, they're trying to do some stuff. Let's see what's going on. And then we get them two big plays. After that, tw- after that field goal, you saw BV on the sideline railing into some butts. He was in them. We adjusted. We went 39 minutes. We gave up zero points and 93 yards. 39 to 93. Ain't that crazy how it all went together? We gave up 93 yards for the rest of the game for 39 minutes. That's damn near the whole game. That's probably the best performance I've ever seen out of this defense. Like, real talk. So, I'm going to pass this around to Collective. Let's talk about this defense first, then we'll jump to the offense because we're going to praise Dylan Gabriel today. Um, Chris, talk to me, man. All right. Well, Jay. How do you feel about this defense? Jay, Jay, okay, look. I know it's Texas week. I know you're all hyped up and all the rest of that stuff. In the immortal words of Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X. No. Can't do it. Can't do it. Relax. Chill. Listen, I said it early on my show when I was with uh, Jason today, okay? Um, What you saw us do out there, we basically got caught. Um, I think you, I will agree with you on this one point that you made that, hey, we got a little bit gun happy simply because – uh, got that pick six. Everybody wanted to get into it. But I'll say this right here. When you look at the plays that that they uh, they caught us on, it was us. Honestly, they took a, they took advantage of our aggressiveness. We were in cover zero looks. We were um, our zone was was basically wide open. Guy took the wrong wrong angle or whatnot. But fact of the matter is, is that it was it was OK. Now, I was a little bit up in arms like, man, what's going on? What are we doing? But then I started actually thinking about the plays that they were catching us on. I said, man, you know what's funny? It's what we've been doing all freaking year. We just haven't got caught like that. And the thing about it is, is that like Jason and I said today as well about the defense, it's simply this right here, and then I'll pass it to uh, the coop. <clears throat> they basically went and watched uh, uh, that Tulsa game and said, hey, I like what that Cardell Williams kid is doing because that's what Rocco did all night. He was moving the pocket. That's the only way – Outside of Texas and maybe whoever we play in the bowl game, there's only going to be a few teams this year that don't try or don't have to move the pocket against us to, to counter our pass rush. So they did that, and they exploited it pretty well. And the thing about it is, is that they had some different schemes on that offensive line to try to keep us pinned up. fact of the matter is that we just got caught on some of the same stuff that we've been running all freaking year uh, in these first – five games, which is, you know, some of those cover zero lit, uh, uh, looks, some of the blitzes that come from those different angles. So it kind of is to be expected when you're leaving that, that middle wide open. But at the same time, all in all, we got the win. 50, uh, holding them 39 minutes, that is key. You know Matt Campbell's team, no matter if he has talent or not, they're going to be a hard fought, hard-nosed team. They're going to do what they got to do to try to get that ball into the end zone. Oh, how'd you feel about the defense in our rebuttal? Texas sucks weak. <laughs> if I may. You may. Um, we are 10th in the country in third down efficiency, at giving up 0.276. Uh, number six in tackles for loss. Um, 
number two in defensive touchdown scored. Now, there's like, we got two, so we're like, we're, you know, uh, let's just calm down. But, I mean, like, there's defense. We're tied with Liberty at number one and two ahead of the next person in interceptions. Yeah. All right. Um, defensive points per game. These are in the nation. Defensive points per game, number four. In the Big 12, points per game, number one. So, what happens here? So, the pick six, it happens. And then you got a little of that, that, that Tulsa odor where I'll, where I'll say that people started going ball hawk. If you watch some of these big plays, most of these big plays, one person's out of position, but there were people there. So most of the times when you see a deep bomb going off, you see six or seven missed tackles. You see uh, a cornerback looking back and a safety coming from like the other quarter. And these big plays like this happen. But I agree with Chris. Um, you know, Tulsa, Iowa State, they came out with a we-got-nothing-to-lose mentality. And I do think that Matt Campbell – who has the most punchable face I think I've ever seen in my life. But um, <laughs> you, you saw that just, we got nothing to lose, let's just toss it. Key Lawrence, if that, if that ball is a ball thrown in 2008, that's an unconscious receiver. It's not, a, it's not a long game. But he had a choice. Go for the pick or kill the guy. And I think that he didn't think that he, he, th- he I think he tried to get out of the way. I think on one of the big runs, Stutzman gets pinned inside. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. Matt Campbell basically comes out and says, they, they asked him straight up, what happened? You know, what happened after the nine-minute mark? What happened? He said, they, make an, they made an adjustment, and we couldn't do anything about it. Once again, defense. They made an adjustment on defense, and we couldn't do a damn thing about it. They averaged 30 yards per, I guess, per quarter, if you, if you really give I mean, 93 yards for the entire game. After that one moment. So, nobody else came in. Nobody else, you know, there was not like a, somebody who was out on injury protocol and they were like, you know what, let's just throw him back in and he made a difference. It was a bunch of, it was the, get it ready guys, competitive depth, right? Key goes out. Pearson comes in, right? It's, uh, it's Pearson's time to shine. I know his pops was excited. Pearson got his chance, and he did not let that damn thing go. He did not let the conversation end on the sideline and he come back in. Now, listen, every that's the great thing about this defense right now and the depth is somebody, somebody makes a bust, you go to the sideline, you get your chew out, somebody else of equal talent comes in, and they fill your spot. And then when that guy gets tired, you get a chance to go in. You're not in the doghouse. This ain't a Roy Finch situation to where you just disappear for half the season. except for the running back room room, and i don't want to talk about that right yet but anyway this defense guys this is not a ptsd this is not dudes walk running wide open this is not bad tackling you saw it with usc you saw a swing pass guy catches the ball defensive back in front of him guy gains nine yards should have been a two-yard loss guys this defense is real we got a you know what? I better should not, but we got nothing to lose. Throw it. We got lucky. The luck only only lasts for too long. Have you guys ever played poker and seen somebody go just bluff, 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 and just all the money's there, and you're like, you won't be here in an hour. You're going to be off the table because your luck's going to run out. This team yeah. is operating on luck. Yeah, and, and that's the beauty of it is I, I don't feel like we're operating on luck at all. We're, we're doing the stuff that we're just supposed to do with the defense like this. Like I mentioned before, you can tell they overlooked. And then when that adjustment hit, you saw, oh, they're locked in. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's legit. And like and Chris, you're, you're spot on with it. They took the Tulsa playbook and they ran it to perfection at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Because we were being we were being so passive <laughs> in most of it. Coop, you mentioned it. That Key Lawrence play, you take the dude's neck off. Back in the day, that was a business decision. You didn't even make that catch. Yeah. We didn't we allowed it. We allowed it. Like why why why, why are we allowed it? The good thing is we adjusted. And at that point, Reggie actually had, I think it was uh it was one play I saw it uh, floating around Twitter, but it cracked me up during the game. They threw like a screen pass and it was over the dude's head. And you could see he barely even tried to go for it because Reggie oh, Pearson yeah. was hawking right to him. And as soon as Reggie got it right up to him, dude just kind of looked down and walked away. And Reggie turned around and walked off. He's about to take that boy's head off. This is a game that you need Reggie in, in which we're going to need him for Texas because the thing you want to do against Texas, which we hate Texas, we want to make sure that you make those receivers have business decisions. Yeah. Um, and so let me ask this thing, Chris. Texas, you don't think you don't see them making Quinn move out the pocket to try to make the uh, make things happen against this defense? I think that they will try to make him move out of the pocket. I think that um, you've seen him make some plays with his leg. Now, granted, I think that he looks like Peyton Manning running, and I would yeah, love to be say. in the area. But at the same time, um, all I'm saying is this right here is that if he does, um, then you know. I, I I hope that it is clear as day for him to run because unlike some of those other teams that they've played, I believe we have the closing speed to go ahead and get there, put some hat up uh, and, and, and put some hands on the board. But uh, even with that, I don't think that they're necessarily going to move him, move him around. If they, if you do see him move around then it's for that quick bubble screen, they like to run to Jonathan Brooks or JT Sanders in that backfield. Whenever it's that, that basically a misdirection play where it looks like he's looking, he looks left or worthy, and then all of a sudden he jumps around and then throws it on a dime to <laughs> to uh, Jonathan Brooks over there in, in the flat for that uh, little bubble screen to develop. So, I mean, I, I don't necessarily see them do that. I think what you'll see him mostly do is be in the pocket. I, I think that Sark comes out there with a similar game plan. You saw a lot, you saw a lot of it last year. You'll, you saw some of it in his um, Kansas game as well. They're going to use every other play they're going to use worthy as a decoy. Somebody's running underneath him with that, but we'll get into that later. But yeah. to answer your question, uh, Jay, I don't see him really running out of the pocket unless he just has to. And if he yeah. does, I'd love to see that because I think that McCullough will be there. Definitely think Stessman will be there. And at the end of the day, I think that Bothroyd and Trace Ford, PJ guys like that had that speed to, to, to turn around and be able to get him again. But Chris, and, uh, Chris you know, real quick, <laughs> on those little bubble screens out to where they throw it three or four yards behind, Gentry Williams says, come on, bring yeah. it. Yes. The tackling out there has been insane. Yeah. Not like, you know, usually like you got lit up when you saw like a, uh, oh gosh, um, the name's is escaping me real quick right now, but you saw some of our more bulldog, you know, defensive backs they would stop him for like two or three yard and then they would get up and throw, you know, they'd be going crazy. But like these guys are, these are, these guys are tackling when the ball arrives five yards deep. So yep. Gentry I'm got that pat, that tackle in the backfield. I, I'm all for that. Well, oh, their yeah. eyes, their eyes, they have good eyes, eyes in the backfield. And they, they see those plays develop or whatnot. And so, and they're shedding tackles too. That's something that we didn't see last year. Yeah. Or the years previous, a previous that uh, of that one. But, um, 
Um, yeah, they're shedding tackles too as well. So, I mean, it's just good recognition. You feel like most of the screens or whatnot, you feel better about it because you feel like, hey, they're they're actually doing what they need to do. Yeah, but especially I, I watching hope, and I hope that's the case because – because those plays right there are, in my opinion, that's what really gets Jonathan Brooks in a groove whenever he is uh, chugging along is those bubble screens. They use those plays to kind of get him in a rhythm, get his legs going. And it feels like our staff is prepared by knowing when that stuff's coming and the defense seems to understand it. It's like they can read they're, – they're reading the, the terrain a lot better than we did in years past. So, Chris, you're spot on. Not only shedding tackles but reading and knowing what's coming – that's I, I, it's coaching, baby, and I appreciate it. So, yes, just like everybody in here, I lost my mind throughout the first 21 minutes. But as soon as they locked in, I'm like, oh, okay, we're back to normal. We're back to normal. So we, 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 we had an out-of-body experience. We underestimated Iowa State, in which Iowa State, Rocco was starting to get it going out now. He's starting to get a groove at quarterback there, and he's taking risks. I mean, he obviously isn't that guy, but in the last couple of games – Whenever you give him a little bit of an opening, he's taking it. You give him an inch, he's going to take a mile, which yeah. I got to say, I appreciate for a guy that got thrusted into the role when he was not supposed to start this year. You know, hey, shout out to my uncle, man. I got to get a shout out to him. He said it this morning to me when we were on the phone. He said, hey, man, I ain't going to lie. I don't. I like that quarterback. I'm not mad at yeah. him. What's me up, too. PG? But yeah, he was like, I'm not mad at the kid. He said, the kid is not that bad, to be honest with you. And, and, and be totally frank, forthright. I don't, I don't care if Hunter Decker ever get, comes back because I think that you found your quarterback of the future. Yeah. Honestly, he's a right now, right now, he's a broke, he's a broke uh, Brock Purdy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he could be a good value with some, version. With some but... polish, he could be way better than that. And then with, and with OU and te- with OU and Texas leaving, and us knowing and feeling comfortable with saying that Nat Campbell's a great coach, a really good coach. Come on, man. Big 12 Big is going to be wide open these next few years. Let's be honest. It's not like, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, no, you're not wrong there. And that's the thing is, is he he could – the Big 12 right now, the problem I'm seeing right now for them is if 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 Prime makes Shadour stay one more year, even though he has a really good draft grade, then boom, we're stuck. He, Colorado's probably got one of the better chances. I think that they'll be able to revamp their team, team the fastest. Kansas, the only issue I'm running in with them is Jalen Daniels can't stay healthy. Every time you look up, that back is bothering him, and I hate that for him because if he would have played this week, it would have been a very interesting game. And I'm looking at the entire terrain with everybody else. Maybe Utah because they always are disciplined. Mm-hmm. BYU looks like they've got something in play. That's about it, but let's move on to offense now. It's time to talk about the offense. I want to dive into this offense. I want to, I want to give some love. To my guy, Dylan Gabriel, for a reason. And this is why. It was mentioned in here. Why isn't he in the conversation for Heisman? And, oh, yeah, by the way, somebody asked the question in here. A few people asked. Stutz is fine. He said he's fine. BB said he's fine. Um, we'll talk injuries after we talk through the offense and players to keep our eyes on. But DG went out there, tried to give us some of that Baker Mayfield swagger running people over to get a touchdown, scrambling in, getting a second, launching the ball, Nick Anderson, beautiful, just chef's kiss. That relationship is beautiful this year, and it just does nothing but gets me excited about Nick next year with Jackson Arnold. It's going to be stupid. Like, like, yeah, it's going to be stupid with them. But overall, 
the offense gave us what we wanted, except for the run game. And we talk about that ad nauseum. I'm not going to even dive into it too much. We just ain't figured it out. I don't know what the play call is going to be. Marcus Major tried. But then, of course, his numbers went down at the end. We were just kind of running the clock. I don't know what we can do with the running game. So, Coop, pass to you first. Offense, how would you feel about DG's performance? How would you feel about Oklahoma's performance? What, what jumped out to you? Pop quiz. What was the, uh, Don't look at your computers. What was Andrew Anthony's stat line? He had like one catch for like 16 yards. All right. Who, who, up to this point, who's our best receiver? Andrew Anthony. Andrew Anthony. So you had Brennan Thompson at number two. You had Jalil Farouk. We, I think we have four guys with 50 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Nobody had over, I, I want to say like 65 yards or anything like that. So the, the point I bring out is if, if, you're, if you're on the DG, if ever, you know, Again, and I have said it at one point in the past, if if everything is well, DG looks great. I that that line needs to be gone. If you hate DG at this point, stop. You, you you're ignorant. You have not been paying attention. If you think that DG is mediocre, it, it, now he is like I, I want to say Heisman odds, he is right behind Sam Hartman and Jalen Daniels. And a lot of the stuff will play out. It's going to be hard for him to win the Heisman unless we go undefeated, right? Because of what's going in the Pac-12 with Penix and, and Caleb Williams and Bo Nix and all that stuff. We got we got a first uh, chip to to move here this week between Quinn and Dylan. Uh, you know, those are the top eight guys ends with Dylan Gabriel. But I say this is with the uh, with with what happened this week when Dylan ran the touchdown in. And and floored that linebacker. What was his name? Nickel or Crackle or something like that. Mickel. Yeah, Mickel. So whenever he, he put the guy on his ass, Dylan Beautiful. shoulder and laid down. Then the next one, and I tweeted out. I said, Dylan, here's your hate, and he <laughs> he wants all of that stuff because then Nickel. Everybody has been all over him. He reminds me reminds me of that uh, since tell you Texas hate week, uh, the Brooklyn Hecker or whatever Brooklyn Decker guy. I think yes. stole his soul in the in the OU Texas game that that last year. But um, look, guys, you look at the stats. OU is sixth in third down efficiency in the nation. Pretty sure that one was not very good for us. Our running game is not there yet, so we're doing that because. If our running game's not there, what who would be the reason why we have such good success on third down? Who, who would it be? Is it, oh, Dylan Gabriel's the answer if you were looking for that. <laughs> Dylan and this offense, they did what they were supposed to do. Again, we brought it up. Have not oh, Iowa State has not given up 50 points since 2015. They haven't given up 40 since Jalen Hurts did it in 19. Okay, so – this team, even though they have had some trash years, we are we're going out there and we're putting it down. And I, I'll say this: is Texas's defense looks great. OU's defense looks great. Te- Texas's offense looks like it's capable, and the threat and the potential is still there. But that's what, still what we're talking about with Texas: the threat and the potential of their offense. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. We're smoking them in every single offensive statistic. And don't bring up the Alabama shit. Don't bring up the Alabama crap because guess what? Jalen Milrow's best game was against Al- was against Texas. That's he threw for the most yards against Texas. 
So, I, I just say, the running game, there's, some, there's a wrinkle coming. The Brennan Thompson thing, I, did, I forgot about Brennan Thompson. Forgot about Brennan Thompson. I and now, listen, he comes up. You tell me that there's not a plan for Brennan this week. Oh, yeah. You got to have him prepared because you know he's going against his old people. And it looks like he's good and healthy and he's going to be ready to go. So, Chris, talk to me. How'd you feel about the offense? I know you've got more in depth analysis and thoughts and complaints. You know, offensively, I, I, here's, here's, here's a couple of things that I'll say. So, I said this earlier today as well, and I'll say it again. Um, Andrew Anthony, how, he had what? One yard, one catch for what? 16 yards. Okay. You know what that tells me? is that now teams do have to game plan for a wide receiver on our team. So that tells me that other that there's going to be other guys who are going to step up and be able to make big plays because you put him on one side by himself and you're trying to bracket him. Well, what about Nick Anderson? Obviously, if Jaden Gibson gets back, uh, get more, gets more snaps. What about, uh, what about him? What about Farouk? When D- DG and Farouk, that was probably my only, Knock. I know that he had a, a few catches or whatever, but I, I still thought that those two, they just seemed a little bit disconnected yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not normal, like, because usually uh, outside of Drake Stoops, Farouk is a safety valve for for um, for DG. He's always a guy that, yeah. that pretty much makes the right the right play. Um, <clears throat> a couple of things, Coop, I'm just going to say this right here. I just I was just watching the play while you were saying, I was like, well, wait, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I, I know I'm not second guessing myself. DG is is coming off some of his reads too late when he's going through his progressions, which is great. Sure. You're sitting there like, hey man, if you lead him, Thompson. Thompson yeah. I mean, he's beating a double team. That's a touchdown, most likely. Yeah. But that, um, my biggest thing is, to, is simply just right here. I, I'm holding out hope and hoping that maybe we haven't shown our full deck of hand, uh, our full deck of cards or what whatnot, however you want to say that. Uh, with the run game. Maybe there is something that we're holding on to. Um, it was good to see Sawchuck out there. It was see, good to see him being able to uh, uh, get snaps and be able to play, knock the rust off. I think they're just running through the gaps. They're just doing kind of, you know, now you see them kind of doing a variety of things with the scheme, with the offensive line scheme. But at the same time, man, it, it just felt good. It was a, overall, I mean, it was a great performance. You still put up 50 points. And as sporadic and as inconsistent as this offense has been throughout the first five games, it still feels good to say you put 50 points on that 3-3-5 defense, that Iowa State 3-3-5 uh, defense. And coming into the game, um, you heard it uh, on, on Game and Iker's show, and you heard it from a lot of people, um, Iowa State feels like it's the best secondary they've had in quite a while. Opposed to the front set, uh, to to the uh, to the linebackers and some of the in the defense, well, the D linemen. But I felt like it was a really good game. I felt like uh, Gabriel had his moments where he was great, and then he had some more some moments where I was just like, eh, okay, that's to be expected. But one thing I will say about the offense that I am happy about today, after you know waking up and having some time to think about the game, we responded very well. They had to keep up with us. We didn't have to keep up with them. See, that's that's the thing I love to hear is that we didn't have to keep up with them. They had to keep up with us. And that's uh-huh. that's a complete 180 from what we were in the last six years, right? And Monty was good, bro. Yes, exactly. I got mine on today. And Emmett, we trust. The reason why we trust in Emmett, because yeah. they may need to raise. You're going to hear me say that a lot. Then why our receiver room, 
that damn receiver room looks like the biggest question mark leading into the season. It may be the it is strongest. The, it is our unit. strongest group. It is our 100% our strongest group because, as you just said it, Chris, it's perfect. Andrew Anthony has been our best wide receiver this season, and he has broken out. We're like, oh, man, he's going to be a monster this season, right? Iowa State had TJ Tampa shadowing him. He's their best corner. He may be a day one, day two draft pick in the NFL. He's good. TJ Tampa is really good. They had him shadowing Andrew Anthony, and they bracketed him. So they had somebody over the top just in case. So what did we do? We went ahead through 25 balls to everybody else. And Farouk went off. We had the big pass with Anderson, who on that route, that was perp. That was the read that I appreciated the most out of Dylan Gabriel because he looked, he knew, he saw it coming, and he launched it and was perfect. Same thing with uh, Jaden Gibson. The Gibson catch, when he muscled his way into the end zone, it was beautiful because I put up a short on it. You can go watch it. He basically, um, he Dylan Gabriel dropped back, looked, saw, saw Gibson, pointed him that direction, and he cocked back and launched it to him and got it right over the defender's hands. Then he muscled his way to the touchdown. That was beautiful. That's what you need. Now, Chris, as you said, the Brennan Thompson pass, he read that late. He should have threw that about two and a half seconds earlier. He should have led him. But I think I know why he didn't throw it. It's because he was being bracketed, and we know Brennan's coming off that ankle injury. So not to make an excuse, but it seems like he was hesitant to throw it because he's like, all right, does he really got the speed down? Because – of course, every time he throws a deep to Farouk, Farouk pulls up on the on the route because it seems like Farouk is tired at that moment. It's like, dang, you about to be open and you you pull up because you're tired. But <laughs> I think he was hesitant on that pass to Brennan because he. And, but then Brennan Dustin, he's like, oh shoot, I gotta get the, I gotta get it out there to him. And then, which was perfect, that Brennan stopped in between the defenders, turned, caught it. It was either gonna be pass interference or Brennan was gonna catch it because the defenders were so worried about his speed. But you're right. He's got to throw that fast. He's got to go ahead and lead him and make Brennan run underneath it. Kind of like yeah. Quinn does when he throw those, like, arch passes. Just lead him and let him just run underneath it. That's what we, He's got to do better with those passes. I think that's the – and as you mentioned, that's the thing we got to do better at. One one thing with Levy that I would say uh, on this game here is two, it's two, it's, it's two sides of the coin, right? So the first side is simply just right here. Levy, thank you. You finally did something that made everybody happy. You had a long-ass drive to drain some clock. A lot of them. A, a lot, lot of them. A lot of them. We only had next, two possessions with under two minutes. Yeah. That's stupid. Next thing, next thing. And, and, and I think this is a perfect game to, to for him to have that pace that he had. I think Mike Wilkerson was the one who pointed it out on my show, but he had he had a he had a nice uh change of pace in, in the game, the entire game. Um, the one thing that I will say, the only knock that I have on Levy is simply just right here. When you're down there in the red zone, you got – I don't – I just don't get it. Why is Gibson on the short side of the field and why is – you know, if you're going to do that, put Nick Anderson on the short side of the field. I think he's the better route runner right now. But with Gibson, give him a chance to go get a jump ball. He's 6'5", man. Come on, give him a chance. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Him, Stogner, uh, which I still think that there, there's a chance that Stogner could could still come alive this year. But those guys are red zone targets, man. I I, I believe that in my heart of hearts. But definitely, Jaden Gibson with his athleticism and especially him being you know six five, I think he can high point that ball and go get that. You can throw it. You can go ahead and throw him one because nine times out of ten, the uh, the opposing DB is probably going to be. 
uh, three, four inches shorter than he is. So I'm just saying, man, give him a chance down there in the in the red zone, and let's go get it. Exactly, cool. Yeah, I mean, another thing with this as Jalil Farouk ending up with your number one guy, Brennan Thompson, yardage wise, uh, number two with yards, Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson, Drake Stoops, Gavin Freeman, Austin Stogner, Marcus Major, Andrew Anthony, Gavin Sawchuk. That tells me that there the ball is being passed around. Dylan's going through his progressions. Guys, this is, he is in full control and he's playing at pretty much what his peak is right now. Like that, that's, that's all, that's all there is to it. So you go into this game and you say, all right, you know, this is going to be, uh, you know, you're going to get a, you're going to get a game to where, um, I think it's going to play rather conservatively and see kind of just a, uh, a little test, it's like going to be the opening rounds of a, a prize fight where you're going to be, nobody's going to be swinging their big swing right out front. Um, now, if that happens, game on, let's roll. I just don't see, you know, a, a, a you know, a worthy, you know, a little out route, you know, four yard out route going for a 72 yard touchdown, you know, first play of the game this year. So we'll see a, a we'll see a good game. But I mean, the, the deal is, is we still don't have a full complimentary football team. We're five and zero, and everything is out in front of you right now. There is not; it's not like anything. There's, I mean, we still ran for 157 yards. Every single time that freaking Marcus Major takes off, you, you know, he just looks. Where's the penalty flag? Yeah, uh, Sawchuck had one. You know, it, again, like Marcus Major has 60 yards more rushing this year. If it isn't for just really, really weak ass, because we're not getting, you know, there's no holding calls when we're playing defense. But on offense, I mean, if you do anything that looks like holding, it's coming. It's coming. So we know that uh, it, it's a grab bag this week. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, dipshit uh, over the Big 12 goes, tells the Zebras, hey, this is your time to shine. Huh. Um, yeah. Go to the field. Or the field is gonna, hey, it's, it's going to look like a bunch of terrible towels out there on the field. Seriously. That, that's, Man, how, that's how yellow I am so look. curious to what this referee is going to be. You know, all shade aside to Texas, they've been bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray, run amok, as, as well as deceived by the referees in the last in, in the last two years, just like us. It's been bad. They got two holding calls. We got one last year. And I don't think we got any hold. We haven't got any holding calls this season. And I, don't, I think Texas has gotten one. And I think that was against Bama because that was what SEC refs. So in Big 12 games, neither one of us are getting calls. It's going to be brutal. It's probably going to be, like you said, Chris, it's going to be a bunch of terrible towels out there. It's going to be disgusting. I'm just curious how they're going to figure it out. Yeah, man. It's just going to call the game. Like, man, it's just too many penalties. Like, wait, but nobody's even, they're not on the field and you just called holding. Like, how do you call holding and nobody's on the field? We're both on the sidelines. That's what they're going to do. It's going to be absurd. To the throughout this. So let's jump right into the hate. But Coop, you had a question that you had shot me a text about. Let me find it. Yeah, I got it. And and I see ran and frightening in there. And it, it's time. And I hopefully that you guys, if we got the respect for you, we respect you guys. We enjoy you guys coming on here. But, you know, I want some honesty. I, you know, I don't want you guys throwing on your burnt orange glasses and acting like you guys all that because you haven't done shit in forever. Um, so I'll say this. OU, defensive yards per game, number two, Texas, number one. Points defensively per game, OU, number one, Texas, number two. Is uh, is this game 
the I mean the best game of the season ready I mean is this the most important game of the season at this point in in the college football season is it going to be the most entertaining because it it is an absolute I mean this is it I mean right now Monty I think I'm gonna give you a little shout out because I think that uh, he posted it I think right now it looks like OU and Texas are carrying two conferences right now (laughs) I like that because they look like the best teams in the SEC and the Big 12. So, um, I'll just say, you know, nobody is scared because they're not smart enough to really be honest with themselves. Nobody's scared in the SEC. But right now, if you are, if you put truth serum and you make people watch, these this ain't two Big 12 teams coming in. These are two teams that have been gearing up for a while. And right now, we are about to head into this weekend as potentially two of the best teams in the country. Not just two of the best teams in the Big 12, two of the best teams in the country. That being said, the only way that you're writing off, whether you're on the OU side or the Texas side, is complete homerism. If you are writing off one of these teams, whether whichever side of the fence you're on, it's a, it, it, it's a, it's a homer comment. I'll hop on the Sooner Cowboys. I'm, I'm guessing that you, uh, you, uh, you probably feel the way that I do. Is You know what? That you should have a little fear with Texas. They have gone out and they have done stuff. You also should have a little confidence because they've looked extremely beatable. That potent offense that was supposed to dominate the world hasn't. Hasn't gotten close. And you say your defense is dope. Jalen Milrow looked like a Heisman contender against you, and he looks like a punk versus everybody else. So I'm just saying it's is there are opportunities on both sides and there are absolutely reasons to say, you know, I'm kind of speaking on both sides here. This is going to be a great game. I think, I think my favorite thing is everybody's statements is you haven't played anybody. I mean, cool. We, we played the games that's on our schedule. And we, and the defense has showed out unlike it has in years, 20 years, 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 years. Yeah. Everybody who's played got winning record so far. We just, we just won. No, I mean, if you if you really want to break it down, if, if you really want to talk about it, let's talk about it, okay? So first and foremost, you guys, uh, Wyoming game, backup quarterback, turn on the Kansas game yesterday, and you over there sitting there. I, I could have swore that I saw Jaden uh, 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 Daniels. I could have swore. No, that's Jason Bean. Wait a minute. Jason Bean's coming out every snap. Jason B is a good quarterback, but at the same time, it's not Jaden Daniels, the 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 pizzazz, the the explosiveness, the guy that we thought we were going to see. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm choking up talking about trash. <coughs> yeah. But anyways, what I was going to say is simply this right here. If hey, you go back it. to the Alabama game, if you want to talk about Alabama overall, okay, that's great. I get that point. But at the same time, you did not face a competent quarterback, a quarterback that was able to make the right reads in the right place. You guys didn't do anything amazing on defense. All this crap that Karen – Nick and Steven are spewing out of their mouth about you guys with a more physical team and this and that. It doesn't take being a more physical team whenever he's throwing it uh, to to spots that he thinks his guy is going to be going to be at. He thinks his guys are going to be open. They're not because you guys are not spying. You guys are not doing anything incredible. You guys just have either a corner or a safety sitting over there on top of the routes that he's wanting to run. And the whole thing is we've seen that. We've seen that in the Arkansas – I mean, not the Arkansas game, but we've seen that earlier this year – I mean, over this year, whenever Milrow is out there. So the thing about it is, is what happens when you guys face a competent quarterback 
like a Dylan Gabriel. I'm not saying that Dylan Gabriel is the most amazing quarterback, this and that, but he's better. He's going to be the best quarterback that you guys have faced thus far. And it shows. And it's by a mile. Literally, because Jaden Daniels didn't play yesterday. (laughs) We we, we can go down the entire list, though, because if I'm correct, Texas has played all backup quarterbacks except for Jalen Milrow. Which I give you out of Bama win because we thought Bama Bama's still got the top blue chips right now. They're just not playing like it, but they've got them and they struggle against UCF the next week. And then they 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 took them a bit, but they ramped up and knocked off Ole Miss. But my thing is is everyone talks about our schedule. Cool. Yes, Wyoming is four and one. The one loss their starting quarterback didn't play, and that was against y'all. Like. That that that's that's the only thing I go. Andrew Peasley did not play in the game against Texas. And Andrew was throwing for over five hundred yards in the games that he played when he beat Tech, you know, and beat everybody else they beat. Y'all played all backup quarterbacks. That's very fortunate for you all. But nobody talks about that. We only talk about the Alabama game, which, like I said, I give you guys props for. But that's like okay, we look at our schedule and then we look at y'all playing backup quarterbacks. Jalen Daniels didn't play. Jalen Daniels is a threat to play against him. I am terrified of Jalen Daniels when we play against him. But the only thing about Jalen Daniels is, is that that back always goes out at the wrong time. Wrong time. And and, the and, say, and, and, and frightening. I never said that Wyoming was trash. I said that they played their backup quarterback and yeah. they gave y'all hell up into the fourth quarter, which y'all were playing with your food. That's the biggest thing. I mean, I won 31 to 10. Y'all were playing with your food, which you can't do that with everybody. But at the same time, some players get cocky and think that. We did the same thing. We were playing with our food, Iowa State. And then we was like, shut this down. What are we doing? And we did. The biggest thing that you have to do against Texas is not get psyched out by all. Um, They don't necessarily dress a lot of things up. But when you see their formations, their formations, when, whenever they snap that ball, their formations become something totally different than what you're, you're thinking is going to be. Like I said, I said earlier today, I'll say it again. Jay, I've told you this plenty of times. All they did last year with um, uh, with Worthy was use him as a decoy and just run orbit routes, orbits and go. And guess who was running there side by side with him? What you saw yesterday against Kansas? Jordan Whittington. That's all that they were doing. They were doing quick hitches, doing different things like that. Yesterday, one of the problems that I had with Kansas, with the game plan from Kansas, at least defensively, was simply this right here. Why are you running so much zone? Now, I get it. Your secondary isn't the best. But at the same time, you're going to put them in bad situations. You're just basically telling Quinn, look, you just take what we give you. Don't hit the home run. And so you chose to sit there and play uh, uh, zone, especially, I mean, look, you're getting you're getting them. You're stopping them on first down, stopping them on second down, and then third down, you put them third and seven, uh, third and 12, third and 10, third and nine, different things like that, and they're just busting you wide open because you choose to play a, a really soft zone, and they're gashing you, I mean, for 20, 30-yard gains on just quick hitch routes, little post routes over the middle, different things like that. It wasn't like they a guy caught a slant and just did uh, and just, uh, you know, took it uh, to the point where he's about to get that, uh, get the first down, but, I mean, they were just – they were just carving them up in, in the air, and it was simply because Kansas would re- refuse to get out of that zone. So, like I said, whenever the talent level is the same, 
whenever the atmosphere is going to be even, how is this game going to go? Texas fans have been talking since the summer about this offense is going to score 40 a game and this and that. But you've heard it game by game by game. Quinn ain't it. Quinn ain't this. Then it's Quintavious is that guy. Then he's going to win the Heisman. And then you've heard, well, I don't know now because our offense, it just takes us a little bit of time. It's the Red River shoot. I mean, Red River robbery, man. You never know what's going to happen. The last three or four years outside of last year, every year we basically came in, had come in as favorites, or even uh, even if it's three, four points. And knowing that our team is way better, we're going to make the college football playoff. You guys have still given us a hell of a time to try to get to those wins, though. But at the same time, like I said, man, I, I just feel really good about this matchup. I think that it's it's, it's not a game of I, – I think that you get them to the second half and show me something. And I don't yeah. I don't expect Texas to come out there and first play of the game, they blow the doors off of us and all the rest of this stuff. I feel like this is going to be a really good matchup, not only for Texas, but for us as well. And and, and let's, let's, let's talk about this too. The jokers that you guys have, it play with your food and everything, Kansas, Wyoming, those guys didn't have any type of depth. So you did nothing, and eventually your nothing just ran out of time, you know, because they have no depth. They wear out the first-line defense. But a lot of, I mean, Wyoming held Texas's vaunted offense to 10 points through three quarters. What, I mean, what is your one... Uh, you Texas guys, frightening, and whoever this other clown is, ran. Um, tell me, what what's your defense on? Oh well, see, we was playing Wyoming, and we didn't want to show anything, and that's why we scored ten points through three quarters. What what, what is what is what is that? I mean, I just need a defense of that because uh, this team, you're getting dudes all the way through four quarters. This isn't. Yeah. This isn't. It, don't look at last year's game and go, "Oh, that's that. Ha- that has nothing. Absolutely zero to do with anything. With zero, nothing." Yeah, and I guess the question we have to ask ourselves on this, and you know, this is me just kind of just you know putting everything back into the the good old quote unquote perspective. <laughs> I will say before this game, like I, I put a tweet in there that Texas Homer put out about both of our offenses and our defenses and who we faced and how it's gone. And statistically, you see Arkansas State's the lowest, and then right at 127th before this game, then right before, right after them, was like at 120. Was, was like what Wyoming? Is that what the one I was saying? Let me go. Let me go pull it back up real quick because I just clicked off of it. Let me pull it back up. Yeah, it was Rice. I'm sorry. So Rice and Arkansas State both trash. Kansas 106th before our game, and Tulsa for us was 91st. Y'all played Baylor was 76. SMU was 69th. Uh, Wyoming was 46, Cincinnati was 33rd, and then Bama 2, and then Iowa State's 14. So, honestly, we kind of face similar competition, except for y'all played Bama. That's my point, is that based upon where the teams are rated, who they played, and how they performed against teams they're supposed to perform against, ain't that far off. And like I said, y'all play a whole bunch of backup quarterbacks. So that kind of, you know, if we want to talk about inflating stats, besides Milrow, which they were still trying to, they benched them after y'all's game. So, I don't know. My, my thing is, is that I know Texas is a good team, and I know that we're a good team. And so we're going to duke it out. It's going to be a fun matchup this weekend. That's basically what I, all I got to say about all of it. And I get everybody wants to throw numbers out. Y'all can throw numbers out all you want. I mean, I can throw the same numbers at you. I'm looking at all of the stats, too. 
and Texas Homer, which I love Texas Homer and, and, and the content he puts together. And I hate Texas, but I love the way he does it. Can, he put out the numbers. And I was just going to say, frightening to your point, he said Rice is three and two. What is Ar- uh, Arkansas State's record? They're three and two and second in the Sun Belt Conference. Man, if you guys did Rice play better competition? Stuff, I don't think that I mean, that's true. I, I'm just saying, this is typical Texas stuff. You guys come up with a bunch of crap. And you don't do any research. You just go off of. It sounds like a good. It sounds like a good argument. So I'm going to make it. The, the the fact of the matter, both defenses have done a really really good job. Jose, right now, Jose, OU, OU, huh? Jose, Jose, ran. No, we didn't play Georgia because the SEC told us we couldn't. Because game two, it wasn't a back to back year deal. Game two was set to be out like seven or eight years later, and so. Because of that, they said, no, we want to make sure that we we don't have any restrictions on how we make schedule because, of course, the plan for the SEC is to go to a nine-game schedule. So, technically, we'll probably play Georgia, not this coming season on 24, but we'll play them in 25 is the way that it's sounding. But, yeah, they they pulled it. It would have been great to have that game. I would have loved to have played that game because I think we would, we would have gave them some hell in that game. Uh, just like y'all gave Bama hell, we probably would have gave them hell too. Then at that point, nobody would have said anything. Everybody was like, okay, well, I'll be Georgia. we be that over. At again, my only point behind everything we're talking about right now is it's gonna be a good game. It ain't it ain't Vegas already has it as a neutral side game. Five is the spread set at five, and the spread has been dropping dramatically. So yeah. We'll see. So just to finish my point up here, offensive leaders just in the Big 12. I see the top five. I wrote non-serious question. Did Texas change their logo because they're not in the top five at offensive yards per game in the Big 12? Just Oh, so you're not in there. Okay, so uh, passing yards, I owe you number one, Texas number four. Um, yeah, so then defense, OU number one, points allowed. So there you go. Um, so I'm just saying is, is is if it's been pretty, pretty Scott, then you could say like, well, listen, you guys didn't have to play Bama. Quinn's best game was against Bama. And you guys, again, you get your props, you play the teams in front of you, you went out and beat them. Okay? So here you go. Matt props. Is... I just want folks showing back up here. If we lose this week, we'll be in here and we'll point out why we lost. It's not going to be on the officials. It's not going to be on anything like that. It's going to be a win or a loss. I just want you guys to, frightening, I, this ain't even at you. I just think that you're in defense mode right now. But come back in here and say, hey, hey I was wrong. I was wrong. Oh, no, and, and that's the thing about it. The, the one person I'll tell you this is that is that frightening is that somebody I fear won't show up. They lose. He's going to pull up and, you know, he'll take his, his chunk. Yeah. I'm cool with truth. He always does that. You know, Rand, I, I, Rand's new to the game. I don't know Rand yet. So we'll, we'll yeah. figure out what, what, what his, what his ethos is in general. But at the same time, man, it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited. I'm going to be there. So I'm going to be there losing my dang mind. Uh, first, like I'm I said, be, Jay, I'm going to be there. Time. We got to find out where your tickets are so that I can uh, hook up. I'm on the Oklahoma but, side. I know that. I think I just but, got my tickets sent to me. But I, I'll just – this is legitimately the, the, a game that as the, as the week progresses, everybody is going to start having conversations about it. Everybody. I love it because I sold a bunch of money in this game. So while I'm sitting at the game, I'm making like two grand uh, because of all my advertisers. So I love it. But – when we're going to be there, like legitimately, this is the first time since, I mean, in a long time to where this game means something. And I'm sorry, if you're a fan of any other team in the Big 12, this is the first of two games. 
I mean, unless unless something really drastic happens, this is the first two <laughs> here for these two guys. I mean, yep. there's a there's a world where it could be the first of three. We won't get there yet, but there it's legitimate. <laughs> and somebody said Stony was a three star. Like, why are we even having that conversation? Oh yeah, that was the uh, was it uh, catch catch him and another guy were having a conversation. And he says Stony really just looks like a three star. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> said, That's yeah. hilarious. That's, That's hilarious. like having it's like a homeless guy, you know, taking a shot at me for how I'm, you know, taking care of my finances. Like I just. Listen, that guy is his job is to sell subscriptions and he feeds the blatant just feeds the trolls. He feeds the trolls. Yeah. Yeah, he, he wants to make sure everybody feeds you know, feeds trolls, talking noise and all of that, which is hilarious to me, but at the same time, you know, guys, we're in here, we're having fun. It's good fun banter. Ain't nobody worked up or rattled or even upset. It's I mean, we ain't playing any game. So <laughs> I don't care. I'm just I'm just um it's gonna be fun. Yeah, frightening. I'm actually kinda excited too. I'm ready to see Ty in the, the gear that he doesn't want to wear uh, because of that L he held. It's going to be so much fun to see that. It's going to be it's going to be uh, very entertaining. I feel bad for Ty. What but, happened uh, to Ty? He lost the bet. He The bet was if Bama won, I think uh, – I think – I can't remember what, what the full details was. Friday supposed to do something. But if Bama lost, Ty has to wear a Texas shirt all week for OU Texas in every stream he does. <laughs> oh, Ty. So Ty ordered a few shirts from uh, Homefield uh, home Apparel, and he's rocking them, and he'll be rocking them on the streams tomorrow. Tomorrow night, he'll be rocking them on the Bama Standard. He's going to have to rock it uh, when we do the SEC Connect, which that's going to be an all-OU Texas hate show. That's all it's going to be. It's going to be n- nothing – but yeah, there you go. Friday was gonna rock a Bama shirt, send a picture of it, and we were gonna blast it all over the interwebs. Uh, so we're gonna be, it's gonna be just nonstop OU Texas hate on, and Ty's gonna be the moderator on Wednesday night. So make sure y'all pull up to the SEC Connected. It'll be on all of our channels as well. But yeah, it's gonna be a blast because yeah, this is the week. This is Ty, uh, so back to Coop's question and what he was talking about. Is this the most impressive teams in college football right now? And the way they're playing, Oklahoma's the only team is the only team in college football with the top scoring offense and defense. And Oregon is the only one with them in the top 10. So it's crazy to see that Oklahoma has turned themselves around so dramatically from what we kind of was hoping they would have been. Uh, but I want to, I want y'all to do this. We're going to do it right now because we're probably not going to stream on Wednesday. Um, drop y'all's predictions for this game. I want to see who gets the closest. I'm, I'm, I'm going to save this log, and I'm going to go through. And if anybody gets close, like real close, it's going to be a prize in there. Maybe tickets to a game or something. I don't know. I'm going to make something magic happen. So give me your score prediction for this game. And, Neil, I mean, you know, not burnt orange. Friends don't let friends wear burnt orange. That's, that, that's, the, burnt, that's, that's the orange you don't wear. Uh, but give me y'all's um, score prediction or whatnot. I, I, want, I want to see what everybody's thinking in here because it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good game. And I, mine, I, I'm going to let Coop and Chris give theirs real quick, or unless we want to wait to the end of the week. But Dominic, don't, don't refuse. We don't refuse around here, fam. <laughs> I want to know what you think. So anyway, um, while y'all do that, let's jump into recruits, and we'll talk about scores in a minute. Um, we had a lot of recruits pulled up. We saw Stoney, saw Jaden uh, Jaden Jackson. 
Anybody pop out to y'all that got y'all's attention from there? We'll start with you, Chris. Oh, man. You know, I was looking at uh, <laughs> this is going to be one de- definitely out of left field. But I would say the Robinson kid out of Carl Albert, man. I just was like, oh, man. I was like, I, I wonder what type of back you're going to be. And I, I, I was just like, because looking at our, our running back room now, I'm like, man, you and Tatum, you, Tatum, Smothers, and I think Hicks. I was like, y'all could be next. I said, I just, I don't know. I it just, I, I kept thinking about the running backs, but he was the one that was on campus because I really haven't seen the kid, and you don't really hear too much from him. But I'm definitely, I, I'm definitely starting to take notice of the film and all the rest of the stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, man, I like this kid. I like this kid a lot, and so I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's still on board. Yeah, yeah. It's funny when I first met him, I looked at him. I'm like, hey, man, why are you so big? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, why are you so big? Like you're just like a large human being, and then watching him run with his patience, and then he hits the hole and goes. It's like, yeah. hey man, why are you so big and so nimble for a big guy? He's yeah. gonna be fun to watch in a Sooner uniform, and I'm curious to see where they push him. I know he told me he's trying to play in the two ten range or whatnot. Yeah, um, so he'll be six two two ten. God, that just sounds absurd. And if he hits gets under four or five, which he's working on. God, that just sounds absurd. Cool. Uh, any recruits you, that jumped out to you? I mean, every time I see Devon Mitchell, I just am like, bro, come on. Like, when? what's the earliest day that you could potentially be here? Is there any chance you could play the bowl game? Um, you know, so, like, there's that guy is just, when you watch him, he looks like he's halfway asleep when he's running. He just has that, like, glide about him. And I, I just absolutely love him. But you when you see... Stone and Jackson right next to each other. You start thinking like about this defensive line next year. It just it's it's so good. And then obviously there's the whispers of a of a potential uh, silent happening. So um, you know we'll we'll see we'll see. Um, you know if that person you know our, our defensive line recruiting in twenty four or twenty five is going to be um, you know pick and choose. You know, if you got big guys, we are 100% in. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I'm really, really excited about um, anytime I see Stone, anytime that he's there, you know, is this the first game that he's been to since he's committed? Uh, I think I think so. And so, I mean, it, you got just – you got you got to start thinking about that next next year is just going to be dirty. And then what, what starts happening during Flipmas – if, um, if if all of a sudden, you know, we go out and handle business this week. Ooh, uh, man. Because Ooh. you start having a lot of conversation. Hey, Chris, did you did you watch when we had on, uh, it, it was maybe one of the roughest podcasts I've ever seen or participated in, but when we had on uh, uh, Okoye and Nigel. But yeah, Chavis, my uncle, me and my uncle were talking about that the other day. <laughs> Chavis, Chavis called in and FaceTimed, and I hit him up, and I was like, hey, why don't you come on for real? But, um <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's uh, I mean, you just get a quiet confidence from all those guys and it, they're, they're all excited to go. And, um, you know, this is, this is people who are a body into success of this coaching staff without, um, without any, without any proof and pudding going on. Well, now proof and pudding is happening. Yeah. And so how much more jacked up are these guys getting? Yeah, that's true. And, and that's that, yeah, it 
watching it actually unfold, seeing the team actually commit, make the change, and be like, yeah, we're going to just allow under 100 points for the next 40 minutes. Yeah, that got a lot of people's attention. And I had to say, I was like, that, that, that's, that's some pretty... It's some, that's some pretty good stuff. I, I like when the recruits can see us doing it. So, like, I was looking at all the Carl Albert kids that pulled up. You know, you had mm-hmm. Marcus James. You had Kevin Sperry. You know, he put out the tweet that he always do. That means somebody's silent. So, we just got to wait and see if that is. Shout out to PG for giving Kevin Sperry that suggestion. And now Kevin Sperry has adopted it. That is now his new thing. And I, I want to know who that – commit is I'm, I'm i'm doing some digging i'm gonna find out but yeah when he put that out there he's got somebody coming so but no seeing all of them there the carl albert kids yeah that 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 just that's got your boy excited because did you see the fade to Trinae washington uh in the in the uh sperry threw to him in the game the other night it was it was dirty yeah he oh, had yeah, a couple of plays that was all over twitter didn't he? yeah yeah, yeah. He did. it's uh, guys i i'm just I'm just saying this is and Kevin there's a, there's a chance that Kevin Sperry could be better than Jackson Arnold. <laughs> I'm just saying like he Jackson is going to be out of this world, out of this world. So again, that, that train that, that recruits uh, or that, sorry, that quarterback tra- uh, train is, is going to start back up again. And between, I mean, Dylan ending this year, and uh, I mean, the guy's going to end this year as one of the most, you know, uh, successful to statistically uh, quarterbacks in college football history, and he's going to get the same Landry Jones treatment. Who was at yeah, the game this week too? Yeah, I saw Landry was there. That was actually pretty cool, man. I was, that, that was a uh, that was pretty fun. And Hank, you are spot on here. This is what I want to see. I want to see Pate eat some crow tonight. I'm actually going to tune in because I want to I want to hear him uh, make his excuses for Oklahoma State team that he said was going to go to the Big 12 championship game. <laughs> can, I, I need to know. Can, can I can I dip back into the Texas thing? Because it just... I mean, y'all like, y'all like fighting with Texas fans. Go right ahead. I you just have... So, I remember now, Steven, you know, one of the bosses of, of the Texas Mafia. Early this season, we all did a pod. And uh, I think early, early this year, we did a pod. And he said, he said, brother... My brother in Christ, you know his little monologue. He said, "Y'all playing the school of the blind, the sister of the deaf, and all of these teams right here, brother. Y'all better be five and zero heading into the into the uh, the Red River game, and then him and Nick, you know, Nick on that. <laughs> you know, they doing all of that. Yeah, all they. Yeah, so I mean, it's like it's like y'all mega bosses, and even I've seen frightening talk about it." I've I've seen some other Texas big heads in, in the comments talk about it. How they told us that we better be five and zero going. We going we're five and zero, and still ain't good enough. We can't please y'all, mother. We, we didn't play nobody, guys. We didn't play nobody, and it's funny. And, and you know, like I said, it, it's 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 pure hate because you know we're rivals and everything, but we also do everything in in tandem. So we do everything together. While at the same time, I like to point out that uh, we gonna duke this bad boy out. Come. This weekend, it's gonna be fun. All week is Texas Hate Week, so we are gonna wrap this bad boy up, put a bow on it, gentlemen. Chris, let the people know where to find you. I mean, you, you basically at a second home anyway. Coop yeah. is here as usual, but go ahead and pass it on. We are gonna wrap this up. Hey man, look, Horns Down Podcast on YouTube, 
anywhere that you get your podcast at, you can find us. Go ahead and like, subscribe, do all of that. Check out the video from today, me and Jason yes. from Hall of Fame uh, College Football Podcast. We break it down as far as uh, what we thought uh, about the game. But like I said, look, folks, it's not a repeat. It's it's We all got PTSD because we watched the Colorado game. And boy. Boy, that really hurt everybody. <laughs> you know what? I'm not. We're we not going to stop yet. We, we got to talk about that. Go hey ahead. Man. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, man. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up, y'all. Don't leave yet. Come back. If y'all, yeah, go tell people. Hit the share button. Tell them to come on here. We about to talk about this Colorado-USC uh, game. Because I'm trying to understand. Like, real talk. Pure, <laughs> I just want to know. How the hell they let Colorado score 41 points on them after what Oregon did to them, dog? Like, I like Colorado, and I like what Coach Prime's doing. Y'all know I drop some content every once in a while about them because I appreciate the fact that he could walk in as a guy that I was a fan of as a child. As a child. I was a prime fan. It was Prime and Rod Woodson were the two corners that I loved in the 80s, 90s. And we got – how in the hell did they give up 41 points, man? How do you see like them if, scoring if I, that now? If I may just step in here, Coop, I'll let you go. I'll be quick with this. No, I, uh, I had a, a vow renewal that was like smack dab right there uh, in the middle of those two games, the OU game and the, uh, and the whole Colorado game. And so I, I had I was walking up. I remember I was uh, I had to go back to my car and uh, to my truck and uh, to, to get my uh, I left my billfold in my car. So. I go up there, open up my truck. All of a sudden, I hear zoom, zoom, zoom. My uncle, I say, uncle, what's wrong? My uncle said, oh, my God, Colorado and scored. I said, uncle, man, nobody care about that game. It's that game been over since, like, they even touched down. He right. said, nah, nephew, they down by seven. <laughs> he said, they got to get this one side kick. I said, wait a minute, what's the score? Well, I said it's 41-48. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> hey. I said, and, and I'm, again. <laughs> I'm just saying, too, I don't know what Dion was doing. They had no timeouts, and dude ran the ball three straight times for a total of, like, five yards. Like, I, like they don't do that. I mean, you got to think You got to think that there's a chance that they can kick they, the ball off have. and hope, you know, because – they did the onside kick, and that basically is, you know, the damning portion of the game. You know, they had to ran, ran through all the timeouts. But it's not the fact that the Grinch defense did that. We knew that was going to happen. It was that Oregon walked in and said, guys, this is who they really are. Thanks. We out. All right? They smoked Oregon. Oregon had no business in that game against, uh, against, against Colorado. USC, damn near – I mean – four four minutes four minutes or two timeouts Colorado wins that game oh my uh, god somebody went over to Mario Williams it was like hey if, if they kick the ball off don't step out of the one because that was a, like that was a catastrophe man I'm later, looking at this did you watch look at Riley's <laughs> I'm looking at the press conference dog I'm looking at it now and I'm looking at I'm looking at I'm looking at his face Hey. Oh my God! It's I'm the hot. I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna pull it up. Jason, oh after, Jason got the best comment earlier and in here now. He said if they would they would have snapped the ball and played with some urgency. See, you probably wins that game. Yeah. Oh, who's it? Monty that posted. I think Monty posted it up for me, dog. I'm about to find Monty's tech. Uh, no, it's, no, it was Tattoo Baker. It's Tattoo Baker that posted it. Oh yeah, my God! Oh if, my God! If you do a, I mean, there's a there's a legitimate chance they have four wins in the next, or four losses in the next five weeks. Did, 
Did y'all did y'all see that tweet? <clears throat> y'all know OJ commented about it, right? Saying yeah. that uh, <laughs> Oh, that was so out of pocket. Okay. That, that was now, so now, out of pocket. Did y'all see? Did y'all see the the tweet that somebody uh, tweeted? Yes, <laughs> that was out of pocket. So out of pocket, dude. So out of pocket. Basically said, "Hey man, I heard that uh, Grinch is Grinch was sleeping with your wife. Man, do with that information that you see fit." I was like, "Y'all stupid." Internet, just too much, man. Too, too, too much. Hold on, let me find it. Up here it is. I want y'all to look at this man's face. I just want y'all to look at this I, man's face. Brace yourselves like when I show y'all this because I just want y'all to see this man's face. That's all that's all I want y'all to do. See this man's face. Um oh man. Uh hold a second. I'm about to pull it up for y'all now. Let's get this share screen. Cause because bro, bro, it's it's just his face is what's like, it's, what are we doing here? It's, it's too much. It's, it's, while you're looking for that, I'll, I'll just say this: Is do you understand that if somehow, somehow, we get, yeah, just look, <laughs> look at his look, face. Look, look at, at his face. Just like Caleb is embarrassed. Like, you know what? I threw for six thousand yards today, and we almost lost. <laughs> Guys, he threw for six touchdowns in this game. He was a monster in it. And as this interview goes on, I'm not going to turn the sound on because I don't want to hear it. I just want y'all to see his face. Just watch his face as Riley is talking through this. Just look at him, looking look at, at him, him like, like, dog, why are you still talking, bro? He's Mommy, like, it's, the he, same, <laughs> it's the same story for three years. Same story for three years. I got to kill myself. Caleb Williams is going to be like a damn running back at Wisconsin by the time he makes it to the NFL because – it, it, you you can't I mean you can't just continue to go out and do it that much time after time after time they're like Caleb get back out there he's like I got six touchdowns like what why am I still on the field what yeah we should we should have won this we, we should be done and they just faces look at head went down he's just like yeah this is this is awful and I just thought it was hilarious just just the faces just, just the faces hey, dog and you know and, and you know what is another thing that that why this is bad and this Lincoln Riley is screwing his future and that's why I continue to think that he is going to bounce at, as soon as this year is over Malachi ain't getting no snaps they can't throw in the backup because that defense never allows it does not allow this game to get played Miller Miller Moss <sighs> Look, here's here's what I had to say. Um, buddy from O State to the uh to the left of Lincoln looked like damn I could have been doing the same thing at O State. Uh, <laughs> and, and, he's like, it, I could have been doing this. I could I could I could have went to OU. What it just it, like Lincoln has to go he has to go get a a a, a defensive coordinator, man. He, he has to do something. Man, dig up Bo Pelini or something. It's gotta be better. Like Mike Stoops could be doing better than Freaking Alex Grinch. Throw money at the Iowa State. Switch to the three three five. You gonna be in the pack? I mean, well, I mean, you're going to the to the Big Ten, but oh yeah, Big and the Big Ten's gonna run out your throat, so you can't do yeah. that. That's the thing you about it is that. That, the, that that that's their entire mo. It's we we play we pound it down your throat. And right now, but right now, honestly, the pack they're at the top offenses and top scoring teams in the country right now. All of them put up numbers. And yeah, the biggest issue is going to be can they stop you know, anybody? I, I had a coach that uh, one time, and he told me this. Um, <clears throat> he said, "Chris, he said, he said, man, 
as good as you could possibly be. So I just want you to notice, man, once you get older and, and the college coaches really start coming after you. He said, nobody wants to recruit somebody who can go and get 30 but gives up 40 on the other end. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's true. Oh, my it's, God. It's uh, true. Just, the fact that it's – man, anyway. All it's, right. That Come game was – like, like, I'm just saying that, like, I, I pulled up the game on my phone because I was – because, again, we were all talking about it, and I personally think that Colorado's a joke. And I thought that I, – I thought that schizophrenic TCU gave them all the, the love in the world. Somehow Nebraska win was a big thing when Nebraska hasn't beat anybody in God knows how long. Um, but I, I, I turned on, and it was like 28-7. to 7. I was like, all right, it, this – this is a big nothing burger. And then I look again, and it's like Caleb Williams throws a six touchdown, and I'm like, you're kidding me. And I looked at the score, and I was like, eh. I don't remember what I did. I think I just zoned out for a little bit. And then I turned the phone back on when the game was over, and I'm like, get out of here. No, this isn't real. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, I want to quit watching it because I'm like, I mean, it's like there's almost pity in my heart for this joker. Almost. Almost. <laughs> almost, which is wild, but. Anyway, last last thing I'll say, last thing I'll say is that uh, looking at Caleb Williams right there, all I can think about is next Friday when uh, Mike Mike, (laughs) Mike Cat Williams was on there like, pimp down, pimp in the stress. I'm in a hard spot right now (laughs) because he got to figure out what he going to do. He he, he keeps talking about, well, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to the NFL if if the team ain't going to be good. Well, hell, do you want to come back to this? (laughs) I mean. That's exactly the question to ask. You, you want to come back to all of that? So, all right, we wrap it up. We're going to get up out of here, man. Thank y'all for pulling up. Find Chris over Horns Down Podcast. I know I pull up and join him all the time. Jason in the chat, thanks for joining us, my boy. Same thing to PG. You know, you can catch me over there in their channel. Same thing with Coop. Same thing with Chris. We all collaborate a lot together. And with that, we're going to chop it up with all of y'all. I don't know, probably in a day or two. So, y'all be good. Peace.